over everyone and welcome back to our Jesus Walks podcast where today starting a new season and uh, my name is Martin and I'm in Gothenburg Sweden and as usual joining from Riga Latvia <laughs> <laughs> greetings everyone yeah <laughs> greetings from me Martis uh, Riga it is and then from Norway Bergen Yeah, I'm Jacob. I'm in Bergen on the West Coast. Yep. And uh, we are, uh, every other podcast, we are talking about discipleship and every other on leadership. And today it's a leadership podcast and the topic mm. is how not to burn out as a leader. And um, just to, to give a uh, brief introduction to the topic so we can see that a lot of people are burned out in uh, in our countries um, and a lot of people in ministry are burned out and a lot of people have been burned out and are back and um, some people are are uh, on the edge uh, struggling with it so we, we could say that this is a uh, in our societies is almost like a disease uh, that is, is re- really widely spread But when it comes to ministry, it's uh, it's even more trickier because then you you could uh, you you can like never leave your your work as a when you are in in ministry. Uh, it's easier when you're uh, at a workplace that you actually can leave your work. But here you have a 24/7 possibility to work. So the the burnout um, issues are. Um, much much greater for us in in ministry so that's what we're going to talk about today why are we getting burnt out and how to prevent it so jacob do you wanted to start with uh, some kind of start with the analyze this Anal- analyze it yeah i was thinking first just to ask you back martin when you say burnout like what would you how would you explain what it is to to the people who are listening now um um it's probably a, a medical term that i i don't know but <laughs> ask when your you, wife maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can take a break and i call her yeah. no but um if you you see it um people are at the of course it's a long scale Mm-hmm. in the burnout it's not that you are burnt out or not burnt out but on the scale you see that you are um being stressed you have difficulties in in sleeping eating and then you come to this uh, um you can't really rest so when you're resting your uh, all thoughts and uh, everything are are in full speed even when mm-hmm. you're resting And when you like on vacation, it's like the same thing. Or you just on vacation, you are are uh, uh, lying in bed all time. When when uh, uh, when you have some resting time, you you can't really be up doing things. You're just sleeping um, and really tired. And I yeah. had a friend who who got burnt out um, a couple of years ago, and as he mm. said, uh, if he had a good day he was able to take a walk around the house that was what he he managed during a day hmm. uh, and um, we were out golfing once when he was on his way back and then we just talk about our uh, 
I, I mentioned something about my work and he said that he uh, he couldn't really handle it. Just me mentioned my work. So then he, oh. he loses focus and couldn't <laughs> couldn't play and uh, he starts heart beating. Oh. So it's it's right. really a, um, Hmm. It's a, it's a more of a mental disease, but becomes really, really physical. Hmm. Yeah, to the to the point where people uh, might go on a sick leave, like you yeah. were mentioning with him, for hmm. example, or are not able to function. Just they have yeah. to take a break, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, like I think you know, because we we hear about this term burnout, and you might think of a candlelight that is kind of burning out and <laughs> nothing left there to burn. So the kind of the fire and the passion is gone so to say mm. and it's um, no flame anymore it's just like um, dead and black or that's kind of a maybe strong illustration to, to use but I think for, for me my one of my main concerns when we're talking about more like kind of serving God it's um, that I think that the, a lot of us or along a lot of people among us they are in a state of a gradual sort of burnout even if they still are functioning as a pastor or a youth leader or something. And um, that is something that has been concerning me over over uh, a number of years because uh, uh, it's kind of like a hidden type of gradual burnout that's happening on the inside uh, and maybe not so visible on the outside. But but I think that the, the level of stress, the level of, of uh, emptiness, the level of maybe not, um, feeling so close to God anymore, and uh, and and kind of um, the experience of of that you have to kind of you have to give, you have to teach from the Bible if you're in Christian ministry, or oh, you need to keep giving, giving. But but at some point it starts to become more more like you're kind of looking for something to give, but you don't really have like a inspiration from God in it. You don't have time to wait upon God because you always have to speak something, right? Or mm -hmm. You don't have time to study the Bible because you have to prepare the next sermon or like uh, when you go in, get into that state and this goes over time, it's like somehow things lose, it's starting to lose its life. And then, and then, um, yeah, the question is like, what is that? Uh, what's causing it? How did it start? And what you, what can you do to change it? You know, these are questions I've been thinking about a lot. So, no. do you see Marxist any any from your perspective? What kind of um, um, reasons are they from from people in the burnout? What what's the uh, yeah? Um, yeah. Uh, well, I would have to start with that. Um, my experience is uh, not so long. Uh, yeah, being I would say like ten years, uh, more or so, more or less in the ministry. So, so it's kind of limited in one way. Uh, so I, I kind of speak with yeah that point uh, being said. But uh, what I have experienced and speaking with leaders and uh, being in different circles is, um, I would say that maybe one of the most uh, um, experienced reasons I have heard is uh, that. Basically, it is that doing have exceeded uh, being with God, and somehow these uh, kind of ministry responsibilities um, have taken up uh, um, scale on such a me measure where I think um, 
the personal limitations have been kind of you know ignored whatsoever and we can talk here about like uh, energy level physical condition you know etc like i think a lot uh yeah soul energy you know being with people that requires a lot uh and i think it's really a sad picture to you know um and often it's said almost as a joke when you're around leaders that it's kind of a pity party that you can hear a lot of, of like how hard the ministry can be and uh, you know the challenges, etc. Uh, and you know, and I think, um, yeah, kind of looking at Jesus' life, I think, yeah, him being the example, right, for us as uh, in the Jesus Walks ministry, I think the the one of the pictures I really see is he, you know, uh, was so led by Father on on such a practical level, uh, you know, in terms of knowing where to go and where actually not to go and accepting those kind of, I would say, limitations of uh, saying no to the different uh, ministry options. And uh, I would say maybe that's number one uh, yeah, thing I have experienced. I mean, there's a lot of other issues, but that's the most experienced one uh, here on my end. Mm. I think one of the, uh, I, I think we have a lot of reasons uh, for this, uh, and we we will uh, look into some more of them. But I think one one of them is um, that we aren't re- we we want to do good things for God, and it's at the bottom we want to not like impress God, but we feel that we need to do things in order for him to like us. Um, and it's it's a rooted thing of that we aren't really um, we can't really rest in our in our life and in our ministry, so we could always do more things for God. I, I had a boss um, um, yeah, a decade ago or something. And he has been burned out several times and he got burned out just after uh, he left my job at at his new job again. And he says that he, in his family, uh, his parents were missionaries and they had like a saying uh, that you could always do more things for God. So for him, it was uh, always, uh, he had that, um, yeah, he he know it on one end, but when when uh, it was a struggle for him, because you could always do more things for God. You can always write another email at night. You can always um, do that and do that, so to say, another project. And um, from a lot of us, I think it's the reason is that we are not really um we're not really sure that we are good enough for god uh so then we would like to do just a little bit more so he's he's happy with us so i I think that's for when it comes to ministry that's a a thing that a lot of us are struggling with i can add like um, i've been looking at like how how jesus speaks and teaches uh, about how to live and he has this ten- tendency about like talking about the heart, not just the outward action, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have like you have anger or hatred against somebody in your heart, that's he teaches that it's murder, basically, right? Like starts f- from within and then kind of it gets expressed. And so, so I think uh, in terms of in terms of this topic, of course, even in the Bible, you have like the story of like Moses, right? 
who was mm. like uh, judging between Israelites uh, all day, you know, and then his father-in-law, this Jethro, comes and says that you will wear yourself out and the people too, and it can't continue like this. You know, you have to delegate, right? Mm. So in terms of like being always had, like being busy and having just too much and like like the limitations and stuff. Um, but then what I what I've been seeing around, I think now is that the on the inward scale, I think that very often we are driven by the wrong thing. I think we are often motivated by the the wrong motivation, actually. And this is something not talked about so often in leaders' uh, settings, but I would like to talk about it more. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of fear that is driving people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe we don't even see it ourselves, but I think a lot are motivated by fear, uh, especially the fear of failure. Mm -hmm. Like if you lead a church, for example, I think many people can can connect to this, you know, this Mm -hmm. kind of pressure you feel that Mm -hmm. you have to succeed, it has to grow. Uh, you know, and you're actually living out of fear. That's the truth about it. Like, and, um, or a comparison or like uh, those kinds of motives that is like rooted in some sort of insecurity Mm. that could again be connected to what you're talking about, Martin, with identity, you know, and and Mm. Martin's being and doing and stuff. But Mm. it's still, um, you, you still kind of, you're still driven by something that you have to kind of live up to, right? And mm. and the sad thing is that the things that you you feel you need to prove uh, are things you can't control. So mm. you can't control exactly what's going to happen to all the people in this church that you're leading, right? It's mm. outside of your control. You don't know what's going to happen in the country, in the spiritual climate of the con- whole country or the city where you're at. You don't know what the Holy Spirit is going to do or not do. Uh, you don't know what the devil's going to do or what the people in there will do. You know, like with Moses leading Israel, I mean, they rebelled against God and Moses was the most humble man on earth, right? So is Moses a failure if the people rebel, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just think that we need to do a, a much deeper work in helping each other to 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 get to clarity mm-hmm. about what kind of responsibility and driving force that we are leading from. And um, and I have a friend like Gerd Morten Nilsson. He's like uh, he's in he's in like a leader of the Christian uh, party in Norway. No, not the leader of the party. Sorry, p- leader of the party uh, organization. Um, and he's been very good at kind of also uh, talking talking about this thing that he he will do whatever he can within the limits of what he can control, right? Mm. But the rest is God's. And the result is God, and he stays free and out of it, basically. You know, so I think that's a key. I think the second key is to kind of to to uh, to die from having your identity in in the results, or the, which is a more like kind of a almost like a worldly type of thinking about spiritual work. When it's kind of um, what we do is that we are faithful to God, right? We do things out of love. Um, and then I think the 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 last thing just to mention is that I think that if we get in touch with the motivation that is God's motivation, Mm. uh, for example, like love for people, if we get in touch with that on a deep enough level, we won't anymore care so much for how things look or how things go and stuff. So I think it's a a lack of of rootedness in in motivation often, Mm. an inner problem we have. 
And um, I think one one thing that is connected to this is if we if you look in in the statistics, at least in Sweden, with the burnout, uh, you see that some kind of uh, uh, groups are much more burned out than others, and and. Uh, you say often that the reason for that is that if they can't really control their situation, they are more uh, um, um, having higher risk to be become burnout. Uh, so, for example, a farmer who really can he can plan his day and control it. And and if we look in our countries, all people were farmers 150 years ago. And we didn't have a burnout at all back then. Maybe we had, but we didn't... Uh, didn't talk about it at least, but now I, I see, for example, these um, uh, nurses and people in in the in, in Sweden in very big organizations, very much middle bosses. So you can't really reach to the level where people are uh, things are decided. So you are uh, you are really you just get um, a lot of work, and you can't really control. Uh, it and you can't really um, find ways in in how to like talk with your employees about it because the employees is politicians uh, at seven levels up in the higher hierarchy and I think that's if you compare that to the church we see that as you said uh, we have so many many um, wishes and uh, things that are put on us like success or growth or uh, this is going to happen or the church must be more uh, helping out these the poor or we need to have more of, of healing or so you have a lot of pressure on you and you can't really control it as you're saying and i think that's that we are also stepping into god's position and trying to to take the control uh like Paul is writing that he he planted and Apollos watered it, but God gave the fruit. And that we are often, as you said, Jacob, that we are thinking that fruit is is more from from our end than and from God's end. And then we are mm. getting more into re- responsibility, and then we are on the on the um, track into the burnout because we can't have that responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot to that. Uh, of course, on the other end, it's also like a responsibility for us to to work hard, to be diligent, like the mm. Bible says as well. And so I think, you know, that's something I've been looking at too, because at times, if you don't kind of, if you're not diligent, you can also start to feel like a lack of um, dignity or like kind of mm. self-confidence. Mm. But actually, it's, it's with kind of a good reason because you're lazy, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's like, but um, probably for most people, that's not the problem, I guess, you know. But uh, for some, it could could also be that actually we need to grow up, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's a that's a challenging thing also for for young men, let's say, uh, who um, who grew up in in times that were kind of easier times to grow up in in our nations, and then. You know, and then maybe character-wise, uh, we haven't been kind of built in that way of hard work that some of the previous generations might have been. And so, mm. and then suddenly you're married, suddenly you have children, and like, so it's also the Bible is also very clear on diligence. Mm. And so that part we can do our part, but but um, I guess at the end of the day, the personal relationship to God is mm. is the oasis that keeps mm. you alive, right? So maybe Martis wants to speak on on that 
Yeah, uh, just to add on that note, uh, I was thinking, isn't it true, guys, that when we look uh, both in the scriptures in our, in, and in our lives, we can see this the same pattern that basically God gives all the resources uh, according to what we need when it's his uh, kind of desire for like the ministry we do, you know. And, and what do I mean by that is uh, I've seen in my life uh, like uh, times when uh, I, I run after a ministry or a good thing, uh, kind of kingdom building thing. That's not necessarily God, uh, mm. God's will, oh. so to say, for my season. And mm-hmm. I think that's a very tricky yeah. uh, path because it can sound externally very uh, kingdom orientated, uh, ministry building, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And at the same time, you know, it might not be the specific mm. thing actually Jesus, uh, you know, leads mm. me into. And I think, and then I step out of kind of God's blessing or will, so to say. Um, and I've, I've seen in those seasons. Uh, kind of ministry becomes really hard. Uh, it's like a desert uh, often. And still I kind of fight with like an, a flag, you know, it's kind of a good thing. But actually, uh, Holy Spirit convicts me that it's it's been various reasons. Um, and then it's this repentance, actually uh, accepting sometimes the limitations of actually what God do you want me to do today? Uh, what's for the week, for the month, right? and not running after the vision of someone else, you know, because someone else might be called to some something totally different. And I think that's the uh, challenge. And at the same time, the beauty that, uh, you know, Ephesians 2, 10 says that after, after verse 8, where it says that we have been saved by grace through faith as a gift. So for us not to boast in our works. And then it says in, uh, in uh, verse 10 that, uh, there are the works prepared beforehand for us yeah because you know something he has prepared for me for you for everyone listening and i think it's such a important verse if we actually really believe that god knows uh, the things he wants me to accomplish uh you know today tomorrow and uh, if i stay connected with him as a branch remaining in him that then i will be able to bring fruit as uh, for the glory of the father and and there will be life even if it's not much uh, you know, I will be doing it with diligence, and uh, but uh, there will be life uh, coming out from that season. Uh, and uh, yeah, and the second thing I, I have just seen that for me, it has also been uh, a fear of men, uh, often actually uh, to say no <laughs> to ministry options and, and things and actually God prioritizing or changing sometimes mm-hmm. the emphasis in different seasons where uh, it's been happening even lately. Uh, you know, uh, beforehand I've been... have been more involved also in the musical worship scene and, and uh, a lot of things and just uh, invitations, so to say, coming. And I felt God say, no, uh, it's not for this season. And I, it's been a lot of stories uh, and kind of explanations to people, but it wasn't easy. And that shift sometimes can be mm. tricky if you have got used to something, you mm. know, it's been kind of in your, so to say, DNA yeah. or ministry facet. And suddenly Spirit says, no, there is a shift happening. And are you ready to surrender Mm. uh, to me and maybe, you know, stay behind uh, or be more like hidden for a season? And I found that to be really key uh, for the growth Mm. and just, uh, yeah, my relationship with Father. Mm. uh, It's a saying uh, um, that is like this, that if you're doing God's will in God's time, then you will never lack God's resources. Uh, and and it's both both financially and, and energy wise. But I think it's this is a big challenge for us that we are we aren't really in God's timing or are are um, 
asking the Lord, is this the, the right thing to do? Uh, so it's, I think it's a lot of fear of men. And also like that to have created a culture where, uh, um, yeah, that it's, for example, if, if you get an invitation to, uh, yeah, go to Saudi Arabia on a mission trip, then you know that all friends will be, oh, wow. Yeah, you have been to Saudi Arabia, like smuggling Bibles or sharing the gospel, whatever. So it's it's we have a culture where it's really really hard to say no to that if if that's not God's will, because we know that that's so. Um, um, yeah, uh, it's it's a big status thing to do. So I think we also have a, uh, culture issues with us to to see that. Uh, we must be it's more of, of obedience than like uh, the, the yeah what what like looks good and uh, find yeah attractive things for us hmm. but i i think i have another track here that i i thought about that i think it's tricky and that is that a lot of ministry time and discipling ship times are like a desert God is quiet. It's hard times. We don't see much fruit, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the problem is, I, I think here is the to discern because a lot of what you are sharing, Jacob, uh, we could read a lot of people in the Bible or in the church history that he uh, is having tough times. Um, so, how mm. would you say that we we can discern when we are doing? too much and wrong things for God and therefore are feeling tired and uh, like dried out, dry, dried out. And when is it just when we are in, in the, in a season of desert? No, it's, it's uh, not so easy always, I think to discern clearly. And it's also a question like a question is whether you're doing the right or wrong thing or not. Uh, that's one question, but um, another question is, do you know why you are doing what you are doing? Mm. You might be doing the right thing, but you don't know why. Mm. And you might be doing the wrong thing because you don't have a connection to your why. Mm. And um, that could be a, maybe a takeaway for some people today from this pod that, um, and uh I want to just, yeah, so I mean, I want to just share a short example, like, so, I mean, I think several of us who are involved in like sharing about Jesus and founding churches, travel, you know, doing these things, I mean, we have a connection to why we do it, we we met uh, the Lord, uh, he called us, um, and I mean, we care for people, we love God, we believe in and that this is very important for people to meet Jesus and he can help them. And it's a, it, an eternal question. It's real for us, right? But uh, sometimes still, I think that we somehow lose a little bit of connection when we just run kind of religious activities over time, right? That can be challenging. Uh, mm. Faithfulness over time can be totally the right thing. You know, it's like you say, it's not like everything happens all the time. That is so spectacular. But... But some days ago, my wife Leva and me, we we've been starting to study more about the the topic of abortion because we have now, like in Norway, a political party, a socialist party that has suggested like a change to the abortion laws, and it's uh, very radical and very scary. 
like uh, to have free abortion up until week 22, I believe they are suggesting. And um, if you if you look at the baby at week 22, I mean, the child is just like amazingly developed, like way, way, way further back, you know, uh, of, of the development stage. I mean, are things formed and everything is way, way back. So this is super late as well. You know, not that it changes the principal problem of the whole thing, but it's just, it's becoming more and more radical. And, and, and so we started to really dig deep and go deeper in, in like the, the children that are being killed uh, and how many it is and how vulnerable they are. And um, it's, a, it's, it's a horrific situation and we are living in the middle of it now, right? And um, this, and we were looking at photos of kids that had been that could, that got to live because the mothers got help from some pro-life organization, things like that. And you see the photos of these children, you know, who are uh, alive and well and beautiful and everything, right? And they could have been aborted away; they could have been killed, right? And the more closer we had, we read an interview with an abortion, uh, a kind of abortion doctor who was. Uh, doing abortions and taking the life of a lot of children and and his the story and the interview of how he at some point came to realize what he was doing and and ended up a pro-life activist who is now debating and going and working really working hard to save children and to and to help mothers you know who are maybe in a difficult situation to provide the the medical uh, information, what is real, the truth about the children who are developing in their mother's womb, you know, and and the, the deeper we went into this, we just really understood why we have to do something to help. If we can save one child, right? If we can help one mother so that she keeps her child, can you imagine, like? And, 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 and we started to get in touch with this why question, right? And then when we got in touch with it, it was like things just changed because we, we knew why we needed to do something because this was so valuable and so deep that it kind of, it forced us to act. And it was so easy to act because we, we acted from our heart. It was not a, a question of becoming tired because it was too much work or like, so I think in the same with, with kind of, other types of spiritual ministry and when it comes to eternity for people, you know, like, mm. like, uh, can we have a look at what we are doing and see if, if we are doing what we really feel is important? Maybe we also need to shift. Mm. Maybe our church that we lead is supposed to go into a much more radical season of, of, of uh, reaching out to people who don't know God. Maybe we are to really change things. Like we lately started like Alpha course here and, we have like 25, 30 people who don't know Jesus uh, in this course. And it's so amazing, you know, <laughs> to, to immerse yourself and invest and, and just spend time with them. And like, it just feels like, yes, this is important, you know? So yeah, that's something, uh, an input from me today. Mm. Ask the I, question about the why. Yeah. And I also think another uh Another reason for the burnout is our our um, willingness to control things, especially us who are employed in a church. That we are, we want to be part of all committees, all work. Uh, we need to, uh, uh, yeah, having, um, yeah, on on every level, want to control what's happening. So then we are also uh, involved in everything and have a lot of things on our desk 
And I, I think that's also, um, um, yeah, that's, um, we need to then have the shift in our view, our, our leadership, that our leadership uh, is to, uh, to empower and set people into action, not um, controlling that all people are doing the right thing. Because that will definitely lead to burnout. Because I'm yeah. all again. I'm taking okay. a role that I'm not having. The role that role is God's. My role is to yeah. to um, set people into action um, or um, help them into their ministry. So I think that's also a, a tricky thing. Because that the the um, a lot of these things are so spiritual. So, because of course it's good to be involved in in stuff, and it's good to help out the youth pastor, but um, it's it's a fine line become when it's it's a, a controlling attitude and when it's a helping attitude, for example. Uh, and everything here is is work for the for the church, so it's also really difficult to say no. I'm not going to do this now. It's time for. Uh, for other parts in in my life, um, so I think uh, um, it's much it's much difficult for us in in ministry because these are uh, the, these it's the good things that we're doing. Um, yeah, and I can add uh, Martin to what you're sharing. Uh, was thinking uh, a bit about the um, the idea of leadership, right? And uh, what we read uh, in Ephesians uh, regarding the fivefold ministry and what's kind of the purpose for uh, uh, the apist, so to say, is to equip. It's for uh, Ephesians for twelve. It's to equip the saints for mm. the work of the ministry. Mm. Uh, so the focus is actually not uh, on yourself, but it's actually you release others. Yeah. Uh, this leadership is others orientated, right? And uh, and in many ways, I think it's definitely can be connected in uh, to many people actually f- feeling burned out, because uh, yeah, it's it, in some tribes I would say in Christianity it uh, had been or have had still is maybe in some places uh, a one man show. It's kind of a, one man has to fill all the functions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we can look back to like um, yeah the history of the church and try to uh, find reasons for it, but. Um, I think it's a sad picture when uh, when uh, it's kind of focused on a man uh, needing to f- fulfill all the functions instead of actually seeing that the leadership uh, main function is to release mm. others. And uh, and I think uh, this can be a very practical, actually, um, a way to avoid burnout in many ways as well because mm. uh, we see this uh, clear uh, demand, actually, mm. uh, for the leaders to do this, right? And uh, yeah, I don't know your comments on it, guys, but uh, I find it very practical and very important mm. aspect uh, mm. for the leaders, uh, actually. Yeah, to to not burn out as well, on mm. a practical level. Sorry, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, our time is is um, almost running out, mm. so I think we we will have this last minutes just to see um, to give some more tips about how to avoid this burnout we have we have mentioned a lot but do you have more more things that you are thinking about that we could do in in order to prevent this i think stand together with somebody Mm. somebody who you stand show like shoulder to shoulder with someone Mm. who can lead and carry in a similar way as yourself Mm. if if you have anyone and if not pray 
look, mm. get advice from somebody. But I think it's also like something spir- spiritual work and Jesus sent the disciples, you know, in two. And so you only mm. need one re- who's really in and mm. that will make a super big difference. Yeah. So that, I think that's one. And then number two, stay free. Like what we talked about is inner things and, and like to stay in, stay in your freedom. Mm. Uh, and um, and three connected to that, I think is is just uh, just enjoy the relationship to God more than more than all the things that you are doing in projects and just stay in love and let that be your biggest fascination. I think. Mm. I think uh, in adding to that, especially if you are in in uh, in ministry like a pastor in a local church, I think the the one that you need to stand shoulder to needs to be someone outside your church. So you have someone who could uh, ask good questions about, um, uh, and and that you can also uh, talk about. It's not someone that you're leading uh, at the same time, but you, so you you could uh, have someone from the outside helping you, asking the right questions, um, yeah, and questioning you as as a church leader, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and I also think that. Um, that looking at Jesus as an example when he's he's doing all he's doing a lot of stuff but it always starts in the like quiet time uh praying up in being going up early being with the father um so it's it's root as he said I'm not doing anything that that my father hasn't revealed for me and i think that's a really key things for us to to start there often we are so busy ministry and then we are like afterwards relaxing with god but but being the first being yeah doing the opposite that we start in the relationship with god and then our our ministry comes out of that i think it's a it's a good advice just should, should comment on uh, like on the leadership i i, I think like also that uh, to not lead alone mm. in 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 your inner circle yeah. also mm. i think mm. outward uh, input and support and friendships and mentorship is really great mm. and needed um, but i think uh, you know elders of a church like several elders right mm. paul and his team paul and barnabas mm. i mean they they so i would say i would say that the don't don't end up leading alone mm. yeah that's good Yeah, I can uh, just add, uh, I think, two things. Uh, One is uh, uh, total honesty. Uh, Be honest uh, wherever you find yourself in, uh, in whatever place, uh, mentally, innerly, uh, physically, uh, and kind of not live uh, onto others' expectation uh, how you should be, but actually where you are. And Mm. I think uh, Jesus said, uh, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And I think, uh, of course, he is the ultimate living word, right? But I think in many ways, often uh, part of uh, experiencing that liberating truth can be actually being honest and saying, where am I right now? What I'm really uh, kind of going through? What's my motivation for the things I do? And uh, yeah, uh, finding time to be in that place and finding someone, as Aunt Jacob said, uh, you can actually be honest with, uh, maybe someone mm-hmm. that can relate uh, to yeah the things you do, another uh, co-leader. Uh, and the second thing, um, uh, uh, again, it, it sounds so basic, but I think it has to be said and said, it, it's uh, actually being with God. 
uh, before doing f- for God, uh, it starts being with him. And uh, we can see that again and again in Jesus' life. And just read uh, from Luke 6, uh, 12, uh, it says, In these days he went out to the mountain to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God. And when day came, he called his disciples and chose from the twelve who he named apostles. Mm. And uh, yeah, and again, I think it's just a picture of uh, of what you said, Martin, that, uh, you know, it started with him being with God, uh, that play, place of uh, sustaining uh, his ministry, that place of being uh, with the Father that, uh, that he was so loved by and uh, adored. And, and in that place of life, uh, actually surrendering his will, ultimately, uh, in uh, in Gethsemane, we see that he was so surrendered to Father's will for all of his life, for all of his ministry, uh, that from that place he can be so uh, fruitful, right? And we mm. can just read in three and a half or whatever years, he did so much mm. that he wasn't burned out. And I think it's uh, just a reminder to me, uh, yeah, just looking in his mm. life and saying, God, uh, how can I live more in this? Uh, and uh, yeah, just seeing that it starts with this place, uh, being with him before doing for him. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, thank you guys for for this. And I think just as a as an ending, that we also need to. It's easy, I think, with the burnout. That is a lot of shame around it. That you are in a, some kind of failure when you have been become burned out. And I think we we need both to to help each other preventing it, but also standing next to each other when when it happens. It's uh, um uh, we as body need to to help each other to to heal and and to get back and and to come into sustainable uh lifestyle and so i think it's also uh, needs to be addressed that it's uh it's nothing to be ashamed of and it's something that that god has the solution for and and uh, wants to help us in amen mm-hmm. So, guys, uh, thanks for um, today. Uh, we will b- be back in a couple of weeks with a um, discipleship e- episode. And it's going to be about how to to start conversations about faith with people around me. So that's going to be exciting. Okay. Thank you and goodbye. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. Bye.